if this whole beach was completely covered in dicks and somebody said I had to eat every dick until the beach was clean for liberty, I would say no problemo. What are we, some kind of NYC Actors Talk film? Hi, I'm Nick. I'm Hunter. And, uh, well, we are usually a podcast where we go through actors' filmography and most prolific work, but we're not doing that today. Today, we are talking about the very new, the very the, the Suicide Squad 2021. The very the. The. The only distinction is the Suicide Squad. Exactly. And we have a very special guest today, right, Hunter? That we do, Stephanie Moran, back on the show. Back at it again, round three. Yeah. Round three. Nobody else has done has done three rounds. <laughs> three strikes. Else. Yeah. You're, you're out. You're out. Yeah. So so make it count, Stephanie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know I don't. You know yeah for 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 once you know <laughs> make make this good make this good. Yeah. <laughs> This is your third chance, Stephanie. Uh, all right, so yeah, we'll we'll be talking today about the Suicide Squad, a James Gunn movie, a DC movie. Uh, you you know the DC universe, Hunter? I haven't I haven't heard. You familiar with it? I haven't heard of it. And yeah, it's uh it's the one that it's the one that isn't Marvel. No, oh the other, yeah yeah the yeah. other one. Yeah, the one with the bat guy. Oh, and they also have the the. The Super, bat guy. Superman. And the bat guy. And the bat guy. And the bat guy. And that's and no further examples. No, because that's the only character they like to use. <laughs> Up until now, my Up friend. Up until now. Now we got Pokemon. Pokemon Man? Pokemon Man. <laughs> we, Pokemon. Now we have a now we have Pokedot Man. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we got Pokemon Man. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> uh, and and of course my friend King Shark. The one oh, yeah. and only, the big, the big Kahuna. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so um, we're gonna talk for ten or so minutes, non-spoiler thoughts on the movie, and then uh, and then we'll give you a warning, folks at home, uh, when we'll be talking spoilers and uh, you know who the hell dies in this thing in this crazy movie. So uh, yeah, so just to set up a little bit, not, I won't set up too much. I'm not gonna. It's not because it's not a regular episode. Okay. <laughs> Because we're the NYC Actors Talk Film. Uh, yeah, we are the NYC yeah, Actors Talk Film. I like how you said that. We are the NYC Actors That Talk Film. Okay? We are yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, obviously, this is a sort of sequel, sort of soft reboot to 2016 Suicide Squad. It came out uh, critically panned. Uh, you know, audiences were hot and cold with it. Some loved it, some didn't. But, like, Overall, like 20-something on Rotten Tomatoes, it's considered a bad movie. No one really likes it all that much. Uh, but it made a shit ton of cash. So, um, of course, they were going to make a sequel. So there were a few directors in mind before James Gunn came along. So there were a few uh, directors in consideration like Mel Gibson, uh, Ruben Fleischer. Uh, but uh, because of, and we won't get into it because it's a whole can of worms, but James Gunn got fired from Marvel because of tweets and uh you know he so he was uh, you know he was available and uh, so dc snatched him up and he was like and they were like okay so james uh choose any property you know you can literally choose any property and and uh and we'll do it like we'll 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 make this movie with you and so they were kind of pushing a few 
of franchises uh, to him, like, oh, you know, maybe do Superman, or maybe do, you know, or, or maybe, you know, something, you know, funny, you know, maybe a funnier character. And he was like, I want to do the Suicide Squad. He was very into the old 70s Suicide Squad comics. So he wanted to kind of make one with that kind of vibe. So, yeah, so he's 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 the director, the new, the, the one and only director, but, like, you know, the, the director they chose for the movie. Uh, and, uh, yeah, let's just go around and talk about our initial thoughts. I thought it was great. I think um, those movies are hard to come by. I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. I had a lot of fun. Cool, Hunter. Yeah, I in that same conversation, I was like, my expectations are so low. Like they were they so low a Star Wars story. So low a Star Wars story. Very good, very good. <laughs> and one concern being John Cena, I was like, I don't. And the vibe on the trailer just looked like so different, and I didn't know if I would like it. And are my, you a James Gunn uh, fan? Are you a James Gunn fan? I like Guardians of the Galaxy. I like all those movies actually, and but I wouldn't know any other film that he did. So I, I don't know. My expectations were still low though. But then right when the movie started, I literally was like, <laughs> like the song started playing, and I was Fresh like, out of the gate, it was like, oh, this is gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was I was all in, and then I mean by the I I loved it. I. Probably one of my favorite, uh, like, superhero, anti-hero, whatever you want to call it, movies of all time. Awesome. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm a huge James Gunn guy. I, I absolutely adore the Guardians movies. They're my favorite Marvel movies by far. Uh, and I also like his other work, like Slither. Really good horror movie. I'm sure you've seen that, Stephanie. I did, yes. <laughs> yes, I, I had a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> You're a horror gal. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's a solid horror flick. Uh, I like Super. It's it's pretty messed up, and uh, some of it maybe is like a little too far, but it's it's a bold vision, and I do like that movie. And uh, and yeah, I so I was very excited for this movie uh, because of that, uh, not because of anything else really besides that it's a James Gunn movie. Because yeah, hated the first Suicide Squad, but I was very confident that this was going to be great, and I loved it too. Uh, obviously, I mean, this is just up my alley. It's, it's about, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's a vision, you know, it feels like a movie with characters that you like and you want to root for that, you know, and, and these characters of course, aren't like Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman, you know, they'll kill people. They'll, you know, they'll kill innocent people. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll eat people. And, you know, like my, my friend King Shark <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, so it's, it's crazy in a way and b more bold than almost any superhero movie I've seen, especially, at, at least in a very long time. Uh, so yeah, I, I also loved it. Yeah, it took, took chances. Like, lo yeah. like, lots of artistic, like, chances too, which I really liked. Like, you could really tell that James Gunn was in full control of mm -hmm. it. Yeah, and I, I also think that because we've been so inundated with superhero film and television recently, it's nice to see something like this where, I mean, they try to sprinkle in like morally gray, you know, plot lines in, in superhero movies, but like this is per like this is perfect because it's like 
there's no question that there's like you you're rooting for them but they're not necessarily the good guys and that's always fun to watch and and what's so great about it too is that it, it, it's uh like d-list maybe even like z-list villains you know what i mean it's exactly. like it's like bad guys that aren't even great at being bad guys it's like <laughs> it, you know it's just like they're losers and like it's it's different in a in a way from guardians because yeah they 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 were kind of losers too but like it's sort of like a redemption thing and you know deep down they're like good people they're they're just like you know either they were either uh in a bad environment or or whatever they're you know they're, they they doubt themselves but but this one yeah like they'll just they'll say they'll kill someone and then they'll do it you know or or they'll backstab each other uh you know they'll say that and then they'll actually do that you know like the, the it's very different from guardians in that respect but you still root for them which is interesting you know and 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 you know z-list indeed we got pokemon man we got polka dot man uh we got king shark who i don't know if you know but he's my friend and uh well what who else we got like who does pete davidson play in this like blackguard oh sorry what Ratcatcher two. Ratcatcher, not even the one. Don't be mistaken. Yeah. Not, rat, rat, two. not Ratcatcher. It's Ratcatcher two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know we have all these weird characters that would never be in any other DC movie, but this one. The, Weasel the at the Weasel? beginning. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, Weasel, no. my <laughs> other best friend. Nightmare, nightmare fuel. <laughs> so you yeah. know, like, it, so James Gunn is able to make us root for even those kind of characters, you know, without making it, like, cheap or, like, you know, they're just kind of friends at the end for no reason. Like, you, you, it feels earned. Like, it, and it's, like, you know, just like all of his movies, you know, it's just, like, strange. It's funny. It's also emotional, though. Like, there were a few points that I teared up and, you know, it made me feel things and, and but it was also the action was so inventive and, and uh, you know, like, what, what, what were some of your favorite, like, action moments? For me, it was um, when, I don't know how much I can say because I know we're still doing spoilers. Oh, that's true. We are in non-spoiler territory. But there's a part <laughs> in the film, and this is not going to be any surprise, where Harley Quinn is is running, running amok. And there's just really this doing amazing thing. visual where um, they've, they've, they've um, put in this like flower effect behind her as she's like running through the halls. And it's just like, like the whole thing, you're just kind of looking in awe at, at, at it. And she just had so many great scenes that I feel like she didn't, she wasn't really fully um, utilized in the in Suicide Squad from 2016, I feel like, because the focal point was the Joker and stuff. And so they really used her in this in this film and it was it was so fun to see. So I think that's, that's one of my favorite without giving too many spoilers. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm so bad at not like. Uh, <laughs> Don't ruin it. Come on, honey. Uh, no, all, all I'll say is that there's like a, a thing. Or I'll just say this. Oh, that thing. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A thing, and it's really awesome. No, um, <laughs> I'll just say this: that the dynamic between uh, uh, Idris Elba and John Cena, like, there's action stuff between the and like there's. Stuff, uh, right, there's a, there's a there's an action moment between those two characters that you really liked. John Cena and Idris Elba, their chemistry is like off the charts, it seems like. And yeah, just perfect. Yeah, great. So yeah, um, I, I kind of have to agree with you, Stephanie. I, I, I think that Harley Quinn action scene was amazing and one of the best needle drops of the whole movie too. 
I, I, I have that song in my head now. I mean, I, I might have known that song before, but James Gunn wants, just like Guardians, like, we'll, we'll choose these, like, oldies that, you know, not a lot of movies use, but he uses those songs to great effect. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, so I, I love that moment too. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, we all, we all love it. We think it's great. Uh, uh, is there anything else to say, you know, non-spoiler wise? Um, I don't, I don't think, what would you, would, what would you consider this film? Do you think it's a sequel? Do you think it's a reboot? What do you think? That's a good question. Uh, I, I think initially when I walked out of it, cause I've seen this movie twice because, you know, I, I wanted to see my friend again. King Shark. Uh, so, you know, and I think, yeah, the first time I, I finished it, I was like, yeah, it was kind of a sequel because they, because Captain Boomerang's in it. Uh, that's not a spoiler. Uh, uh, Rick Flagg is in it. Amanda Waller's in it. Uh, Viola Davis played wonderfully by Viola, Viola Davis. Uh, and Hartley Quinn, of course, is back. Uh, so it's not like a total reset because those characters and those actors are back. But there's not a lot of references to 2016 Suicide Squad Hold the V. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's like, uh, I, I think intentionally so. So I, I, I think it's kind of a soft reboot where it's, you can kind of count it as a sequel if you liked the first one, but if you didn't, you can also be like, uh, okay, Harley knows these characters, but that's all you really need to know. Yeah, because what I love about this movie is it kind of just jumps you right into it. Oh, like, absolutely. all right, uh, this is the Suicide Squad. Like, get yeah, in. Like, we're yeah, starting the mission, like, you know? I'm like, you know. Well, that's something that the 2016 version really helped out with. You know, it's like, oh, we know. We know. We know. It doesn't matter if it's, like, a reboot or if it's a sequel or if it's whatever it is. We know what this is. Let's just start the story. Here. Right. I think to this movie's advantage, there was another one already. So you can kind of yes. just be like, look, you get it. <laughs> yeah let's let's move forward and i will say that everything because i'm i haven't seen it since 2016 right but everything that i liked about that movie it was in this movie and there's way more to it you know it actually right. had some heart to it so everything that you liked about the 2016 movie if you liked anything it's here and there's more exactly so yeah i mean i uh, i think by far the best DC EU question mark movie that that has been out so far like by far it's the best one I mean like you know just kind of what we were saying but like you know it's an actual movie with characters and a plot and <laughs> characters that you can root for and you want to see more of so that's really like you know that's like basic like what you should have in a superhero movie or in a movie in general but like because the dceu or these new dc movies are so like hit or miss that you know it's it's you know so this is still rare but like you know hopefully you know we we get some more movies like this now because i like shazam that was a vision by the director you know it didn't feel totally like hackneyed you know, studio or anything like that. It was, it just felt like, you know, a guy wanting to make a movie. This one does too. Birds of Prey, I really liked. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I, I think this movie is better, but I did like the way they represented Harley Quinn in that movie. And, and she's great in this too. Uh, she has her moments. She's not the main character, but she, she, you know, she has her moments. And all of these characters have their moments. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I think what was unique about this one too is that it wasn't trying to be anything else and that really worked into its advantage, you know? Like, I feel like 
there's been so many times I watch a DC movie and I'm like, they're trying to be the Avengers. They're trying to be Marvel. They're trying to do yeah. stuff, you know, even some of the comedic aspects, but like, this was so, like, it was sort of like if Marvel made like a really raw, raunchy kind of action movie. Like it's, it goes beyond even, you know, how the Avengers and Marvel in general, they do like to kind of have some comedic levity to, to their, their movies, but this was just like, pure craziness which mm-hmm. i like because it was like they just he just took it and made it his own completely which i i i admire yeah and it's bold because like once again anyone could die in this movie and a lot of characters do die in this movie uh you know and, and marvel can't do that or they can't make rated r movies really uh yeah, i I, w- I would be very surprised if they ever make a rated r movie but dc can you know, yeah. they've shown that a few times now that they, they want they to make rated... Oh, sorry. Yeah? need to lean into that. Like, they really need to lean yeah. into the fact that that's something that they should be sort of trying to harness a little bit more. Exactly. Like, and I think that's kind of the advantage they could have over Marvel if they continue this road. Is that, no, you don't, like, compete with Marvel by being Marvel. You compete by doing something that they can never do. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Yeah. And that's what I mean, that's that's what Christopher Nolan Batman did. Like he did something that was very different at the time for superhero movies, right? He put this pretty serious approach to them. Um and they're some of the best I mean, they're some of my favorite films of all time. So um I think if you kinda have to lean into what your what whatever your your, your dream or your vision is. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh are we ready for spoilers? Yeah, are we ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Uh, If you're not ready, if you haven't seen the movie, go to the theater and see the movie. Mm -hmm. Or it's on HBO Max, but go to the theater. Yeah, I I prefer the theater. But but if you if you can't go or you're not comfortable going, yeah, check it out on HBO Max. It's very accessible. Exactly. It's a fun, Uh, fun, fun movie. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's a non-spoiler thoughts. We're we are in spoilers now. We are in spoilers. Let's talk about my best friend, King Shark. <laughs> uh, if there was, if I had a favorite character in this movie, it would be, it would be him because, no. uh, yes, <laughs> yes, actually, actually, I know it's a bit. I I was trying to prep you guys for, for this for this truth bomb, okay? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, King Shark is a good friend of mine, and uh, he's very good in this movie. Uh, he's what do you also, like about him? What do you like so much about him? Well, he's he's curious. He's he's uh you know he has a dad bod. Uh, he he's a shark. I don't know if you've noticed that. Absolutely. Uh, he is a shark. Um, but what I love about the Guardians movies is kind of in that character where like this is such a weird fucking thing to ha- like to have in this movie like a t- a walking talking shark god thing. And it's, like, one of the most compelling things in the movie. It, like, it should not work at all. But instead, it's, like, almost the heart of the movie where, like, he's not just, like, funny. And you know what? You know, I love this shit, Hunter. But, like, he's it's weird and strange, but also, like, it kind of makes you tear up a bit. Oh, it does. <laughs> no, specifically that scene where he's, like... Uh, looking at the weird like fish or whatever in the water, and he's like friends. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like new friends? new dumb friends. Yeah, new dumb friends. And I was like, oh man, this is such a like weird but like beautiful scene for some. Yeah, like you're you're laughing, but you're also going, oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? He's so. He's and so also cool. that like he's 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 lonely. 
You know, like, yeah. like you know, when, when uh, everyone is out, you know, at the bar and he can't go, obviously, because he's a walking, talking shark man. Like, you know, he has to stay in the van. And, like, in, instead of, like, making a joke out of it, like, you just, like, sit with with him in that van for, like, ten seconds just going, you know, just looking around. You know, there was a scene before where he's looking at, like, a couple kiss and he's just, like, you know, with, with those dark, with those dead shark eyes, just like, you know, looking at the world and it's like beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so like, you know, I, I, you know, and Sylvester Stallone, obviously, you know, just a few lines. So, you know, I, I can't say it's like my favorite performance just because I think it's mostly because of like the way they created this character, like, you know, visually and everything, but like, but like you know, he's perfect. It's, it's kind of like Vin Diesel as uh, the Iron Giant, or 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 Vin Diesel as Groot. Yeah. You know, where it's just like you know, you just need a few lines from this actor, and you know, Sylvester Sloan kills it in that regard. But yeah, what a wonderful uh, creation. Oh yeah, yeah. I was reading too. Apparently, he didn't say who they brought in, but apparently they brought in a few different actors to like try it out and voice the character. But ultimately, he called Sylvester Stallone, and it just like blossomed yeah like and i i brought up the group thing on like we were walking back uh after the movie and i was like but this scene like it's just a little bit different for some i can't like i can't point it out but it's just a little bit there's a little bit more heart to it than like other things like it you know mm-hmm. and really i i i would have to disagree only because i i feel very enamored and and i you know i i I feel like the iron giant and Groot are very touching characters too so i feel like in a good way that he's kind of similar to those characters yeah i think what what i was getting and you're probably going to disagree with me about this too but i feel like for Groot i feel like anybody could have done it not anybody but like there's a few people that could have done it but for this i hear you i hear you well this is so strictly like sylvester stallone for i don't know why but i couldn't picture like anybody else doing it in such like a heartfelt way that's true i mean his his line deliveries are very stallone where he's just like you know we were talking about this before but like you know hand and like you know he'd be like (laughs) trying to read a book and it's upside down and he's like me so smart you know and it's and it's like you know that's very stallone so i i I see your point i don't agree but i but i see i do see your point i do see your point and, you know, like, you know, he has some of the best moments in the movie, you know, like that hand sequence. Like, what makes that moment for me isn't just that he goes like, hey, look, my hand. And, and then Waller's like, yes, very good, hand. And then he just kind of looks at everyone like, see? <laughs> see? I, I, I can, I, you know, I'm, I'm in this conversation too, guys, okay? I'm con- hey, I'm contributing to this conversation, okay? <laughs> you know, so it's, it's just wonderful in that regard. But, like, uh, besides, like... You know, and Weasel, of course, you know, amazing character. You know, what an, what an arc. Yes. Well, okay, I, I have a question for you guys. Oh, yeah. What do you think about that that first, what, 10, 15 minute scene and where they all... Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's get into that because, yeah, the, the first, like, 10, 15 yeah. minutes, it's like we're introducing all these characters and then most of them die. Yeah. Because I was, I was getting ready for these characters to, for some, maybe I didn't, I didn't read into this film at all. I kind of, I, I think I saw the trailer. Yeah, I had a feeling like some of them would bite the dust pretty early on, like Pete Davidson. Yeah, I was yeah, like, oh yeah, you're yeah. definitely dead, dude. But, uh, yeah. but like what I think helps sell that moment is Harley Quinn is there. So you're like, oh, well, Harley Quinn's there. She won't die. Because yeah. like, really, she's the only character that we know, like, okay, she probably won't die. But like anyone else is fair game. Yeah. 
because I, I wasn't expecting like there to be basically two waves of members coming in. Yeah. Um, and they basically like I guess well, um, they didn't use them as collateral. I mean, they're using all of them as collateral a little bit, but like they they didn't. I guess what happens? He, he he one of themselves. Oh yeah, yeah. Pete Davidson's character right. sells them out. Sells them and, and that's great. That's what I was kind of alluding to before in the non-spoiler sec section. Like, yeah, like, like, like they'll backstab each other. Yeah. And obviously, Peacemaker also near near the end of the movie, but we'll get into that. But you yeah. know, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, all these characters die, and then and then Waller's like, all right, bring in the the B team or the the yeah. second team or whatever. And then they come in the Suicide Squad logo behind them. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, the, the use of like uh uh like text or whatever in this yeah. movie is like perfect. I, yeah, someone said it. It's like a it's like a comic book. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like yeah. so I don't know, I just I loved it. It was so artistic and I haven't seen a lot of movies do that before. You know? Yeah, once again, Marvel would never No, <laughs> no. absolutely not. No. I mean, they'll they'll do like title like okay, this is I don't know uh, they're in Italy. Oh, they're in uh, I don't know where do they go? Where do the Avengers go? <laughs> where do the Avengers go? I don't know. They go to New York. Uh, they go to New York a lot. Um, they go to space sometimes, so it'll it'll say space. Um, uh, but you know they but they won't do like out there like comicy panel. You know, comic book panel stuff like that, where it's like, meanwhile, Harley is doing this. You know, and it's like, yeah, that's like bold stuff. And not only is it just like, it's not just text. It's like part of the environment. Yeah, the yeah. power was it was like, uh, oh, was something like on the, the on, no, it was the stuff on the roof. There was some stuff on the roof, and they like started to zoom in, and you could see all the pieces start to go away, mm -hmm. and we realized that it was just the pieces of and stuff that were lined up perfectly to, to, to you know, read out whatever, I don't remember mm -hmm. what, what part it was, but it was just so smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, each one was so unique and it blended so well with the scene that it wasn't sort of like this, like it didn't take you out of it. It made you fall more into mm -hmm. it. I mean, they can do that and Marvel can't, right? Because like, I feel like Marvel has this like set in stone, this is what people like, this is what works. We're gonna do this also, every single movie. It's also that that's sort of been that's just how movies. I mean, we don't really have very many movies that go like this. This is very unique, right? Mm -hmm. Like mo a lot of movies have those title cards, of like you know, ten years later. No, yeah, yeah. But I, I I remember I think it was a couple of years ago reading this article where they were talking about how with the you know use of more use of smartphones and and texting. They were having to find new ways, directors were having to find new ways of, of showing text on screen. And so you're seeing that now. You see like the bubbles come up on screen as the characters on their phone mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I think this is actually going to be like a new thing that a lot of directors maybe start to experiment with because it just it just gives so much more to the scene, yeah. right? Like well, it, it gives more personality to it. It's like, yeah. you know, like I, ca I can't see anyone else directing it because it feels so James Gunn. It's not like, oh, the studio came in and like interfered. Like, no, this is like purely his vision. And, you know, Marvel has been, uh, you know, there's been a lot of criticism with Marvel that like, yeah, they're kind of, they kind of feel samey, you know, it doesn't feel like a director's vision all the time. And like, there are some examples like Taika Waititi and, and James Gunn and a few others, but like, I, I get that criticism and, and this is coming from someone who likes the Marvel movies quite a lot. Uh, but I, but I totally get that argument. Like we're not going to review Black Widow, uh, at least not this year, but like, you know, I, 
I it was fine. I, I thought, you know, it was perfectly serviceable, but it didn't feel like a vision. It didn't feel like I, I it wasn't invoking anything from me in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think they started off doing that because they wanted it to feel cohesive, but because they've come out with so many now, it just feels like... Okay, Sometimes four a year. Like yeah. this year, apparently there's, there's going to be four. Like, I, I, do, I have no interest. In yeah. Watching, like, I just... They're fun to watch. Like, I, I like to binge watch them after, like, a few right. sometimes, but, like... Um, I just I just find that um, so much of my viewing experience has to do with the vision of the director, and that's why like like the you know uniquely like I love Wes Anderson for that reason. Where it's like uniquely that director, right? Same right. with same with this. It's like it's just so uniquely him, and it, it feels very um, exciting to watch stuff like that because I I do genuinely think he started like that. He's done something with with that, and I think I think we're gonna see more of that creative use of text. Mm. Um, yeah, Hunter's like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. No, I, I, uh, the one that pops into my mind is when like there's an explosion or something like that. They break out of a car or something like that, and there's fire, and it says something, and I was like, dude, that like doesn't take like it like almost puts you more into the story. Mm-hmm. It feels like you know what I mean. Yeah, Whereas, and like, it, it's it's that it, it's just even that more immersive, and also, mm-hmm. but also. Like it says operation this, and they're like, and then one character's like, oh, actually, we're gonna do this first, and then it changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're injecting personality into these scenes, so like you know, it's it's not just a scene of exposition now. Now it's like, oh, a director is really, you know, uh, playing with this moment more, you know, visually, you know, it, and and it's more fun that way. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, let's let's just run off. Uh, some of these characters that that we like because I, I think that's obviously the biggest success of this movie so like yeah the plot is pretty simple they you know the the, the B team or whatever uh, uh, Bloodshots Bloodshots Blood Sports team uh, you know is just going in uh, to get some information about this huge ass starfish creature uh, and you know uh, you know they think at first oh we, we were there to like stop it but really they're just there to get uh, info uh, relating to the fact that the U.S. was involved with the capture of this creature, and mm-hmm. so um, that's really interesting. I think, and I think we should touch on that f- just a bit. But I, yeah, I like that they went there. They're like, yeah, it's not just like this foreign country that's involved with this. Like, no, the USA was involved with this, and really the the villain, because yeah. really the villain of this movie is kind of the USA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's fine. I mean, her being Canadian, she kept yeah. looking over at me. Like, right, so you were fine with it. You weren't <laughs> triggered by that? And I was like, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Well, sorry. Even, even the part where uh, Waller gets, like, hit over the head at the end to try to stop her from doing Such a satisfying moment. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but it's it's like there's so many moments where where um, it's they're really hitting it on the nose where you have these, this group of villains. Yeah, they hit her on the nose. Yeah, exactly. They, they're trying to conduct this. Uh, this, you know, trying to take out this this creature or this project or whatever, and then you realize that the real villain is the organization. Capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good because you don't see that in superhero movies. Like it's always like. Because I, I don't I'm not super familiar with the comics of Suicide Squad, so maybe you can back me up on this, Stephanie. But like the point of the Suicide Squad is like, there Amanda Waller is getting all these villains so they can do like shady government stuff so that. If anything bad happens, they take the fall. Basically, yeah. And 
and then it's and it's just like it's like you know if if they die or if they don't survive it's like eh, yeah they're expendable like that's why they use like z-list d-list dc villains because it's like well we can just kill any of them and and it won't matter there is i think there is some sort of like theorem or something in the comics where it can bring them back i don't know how much they actually used it um but there was something that they could bring we could bring them back and use them again again. they kind of became like this army you know if they ever do that you know who i'd want them to bring back my man pokemon (laughs) <laughs> oh dude when he died i was like what the fuck he was at his happiest he was like i'm a yeah because because oh, uh polka dot man's arc is like i i want to like Ooh, you heard that you heard that thunder no yeah, yeah. there we go now we're getting uh, now we're talking about polka dot man <laughs> uh but you know his whole arc is like you know kind of confronting you know his mom you know like he sees his mom and everyone which is such a bonkers idea <laughs> Like, like this is fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> like, even when he's dancing with those girls at the bar or the, you know, the, the club, they just all look like his mom to him. Oh, it's it's so messed weird. up. That's like some super shit right there. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, but yeah, like you know, that's his whole arc is like you know, like being self confident and like you know, being like, no, screw you, mom. And that happens, and then he dies, yeah. <laughs> which I love because you don't see it coming. Yeah. And it's sad, you know what I mean? It's not like a, you know, it's it's sort of a redemptive, mo- uh, you know, moment for him. But he dies immediately and you're kind of just left with that at the end, which is mm-hmm. something that Marvel doesn't really do. So once again, like, yay, yay DC. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what's so interesting about this concept. And that's why I was so excited when, like, when, when the first one came out. Um, I was a little bit let down after watching it, but I was so excited to see it. Uh, done on the big screen. It's been done in like some of the some of the cartoons, and I think it was done in Arrow or some shows. But um, it's like such a cool idea because it's like yeah, all of these people are so disposable, so you never know. Like it's kind of like Game of Thrones. You don't know who's gonna die. Like it could be anyone. No one's safe. So it's it's interesting to watch that. But yeah, like like let's talk about the the acting of from that character. Uh, I. I'm gonna butcher his last name, so I'm just gonna say David. He was in like he was in the Dark Knight. He was in the, he's in the Ant Man movies. He's a character actor. You you see his face all around. But I I thought he played the character wonderfully. I I wish we seen, I wish we saw like maybe just a little bit more, from the character. I I did like what we saw, but like I felt like, maybe to like, you know, make it a real gut gut punch. Like maybe we 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 got maybe a few more moments with him. But I did like what. He was doing it was a great performance it was like kind of pitiful tragic but like because he's like suicidal you know and and like you know like like he kind of wants to just whatever like if i die i die you know i'm i'm so messed up but some of the comedy comes from like his awkwardness and he's like you know like in that scene where they kill all those innocent people accidentally you know and they're trying to cover their ass he's just like oh no i i imagined them as my mom and i killed them and it's just like and that's like that's great you know what i mean like that's how you get the comedy out of that character like not through like a quip but like just through like okay what like what is this character okay how do we make that funny and that's how they made it funny you know um, cause he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I liked about that character too, is that he was the only person that noticed that, uh, Milton was there and nobody else knows. And that made him so much more likable so to me. Funny. And that made me sad when he died. Cause yeah. I was like, ah, oh, 
he know he noticed. Yeah, yeah like the dumbest like, DC okay. character, and like you feel for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, something I don't know. Uh, I I read this about the actor that he was born with a skin condition that caused him to like break out or whatever, and he people or kids used to make fun of him growing up, and they nicknamed him Polka Dot. And I was like, that's a hell of an arc for that man right there. That is yeah, awesome. seriously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, who's laughing now? I mean, yes, I'm still Polka Dot, man. But, <laughs> but, but hey, I'm in a big blockbuster, though. And, uh, you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm thriving right now. I'm Polka Dot, man. Yeah, he takes it back. Yeah, so that's a great performance. Uh, uh, let's quickly go through some of the rest of them. So uh, who, el- who else do we want to mention? John Cena! <laughs> Peacemaker. So I I thought he had some of the best lines of the movie. He was very funny and likable. Like, he's a piece of shit, especially near the end of that movie. But, like, but once again, you kind of feel for him. And, and, and you know, like, he... He's he's basically like a, a far right crazy motherfucker who kill men, women, and children for peace. Like it's it's great. Like that's a great character. That's a great concept for a character. Like it's just like, yeah, it's like if Captain America was just like fucked up. <laughs> you know, it's it's just like these American kind of ideals, but taken way too far. You know, and and but that's like also the, some of the comedy from the movie is like that idea of like yeah like he'll he's so extreme and <laughs> yeah. so like yes i'm gonna do this now you know it's like a parody of captain america almost i love it but yeah it's funny and 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 you feel for him is like he does like terrible things at the end he kills rick flag our buddy rick flag who was a nothing character in the first one and became like one of the best characters of the movie i don't know if that was this is just me or not but like he i actually liked his performance a lot and like he was just like a, uh, well, the exact opposite of Peacemaker. Like, you know, you know, will do his duty for the country, but, like, knows his limits. Like, okay, like, this is wrong, though. Like, you know, like, we shouldn't be doing this. I have a, you know, I have a line. And, you know, Peacemaker doesn't. So, like, they fight and everything, and, and that's an interesting dynamic there. And so, like, yeah, Peacemaker kills him. And, and it's like, wow, like, almost completely irredeemable. But then, like, that moment where he talks to Peacemaker, like, what a joke you're a joke and like you see his face and he's like taken aback and he's like you can tell like he regretted doing that so like that's what i mean like it's shades of nuance in these you know crazy villain characters yeah yeah uh john cena this is like the best i've ever seen him oh by far i mean like i always liked him i liked him in uh not transformers a bumblebee did you see that one? I thought he was actually quite yeah. funny in that. Uh, and he he's good in a train a train wreck. Did you see train wreck? Oh yes. Oh, yeah, no, I I never saw he's it. very funny in train wreck too. So it, it's it's not like he he was never funny before, but like this is his best role because it's he he gets a lot to do in this movie. He has the great lines. The of this role yeah. too, like it just blended so well to all of his strength. I haven't liked him so much since he played Fred's dad. Fred's dad. <laughs> I almost Nick forgot Cody. he was Fred's dad. Dude, he was funny in that. And then I was like, oh, like, young me, I was like, oh, man, I'm excited to see John Cena act. And I haven't necessarily liked anything else that he's been in. And then this, I was like, he's back. He's funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, I think he's great in this. It's it's a wonderful performance, and he's getting his own show, HBO Max. I don't know if he stayed yeah. for the credits, but he is alive. See, no, we, that, didn't. we didn't see that one. We, we, we left so after easy. the Weasel one. Yeah, okay, so if you stay for the credits, yes, you you find out he is alive. He's yeah. not dead. 
Um, and so he'll be back for for a show, which I, I'm like brilliant, like literally the perfect character to do this because now he's done like the worst shit in this movie. So like, how do you, how do you make him sympathetic again? You know, or how do you like explore that more? So that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. And I, so I can't wait to see more. Yeah, I was I was excited because I I knew that he was getting a show before I saw the movie. Right. But but like some people are speculating speculating like oh maybe it's a prequel because like maybe he could die in this and and yeah. we before the post credit scene like we think he is dead. Right. Oh no, and then because we didn't stay for that yeah. credit scene, right? So I was like, oh, I guess it's a prequel. Ah, I'm not as excited for that. But now that he like didn't die and it's not gonna be a prequel, I'm so excited for that show. It's gonna be yeah. great. Yeah, totally. Uh, what else? Uh, let's talk about... Uh, oh, uh, Margot Robbie, of course, as Harley Quinn. She does such a good job playing... Like, the Joker's girlfriend. She's crazier than him. You know? <laughs> I just loved, like, her... My favorite moment of hers... I know I mentioned the one where she was sort of uh, running down the hallway, but also when she was chained up. I didn't want to say this one when we were doing the spoiler free, but when she was chained up and like he turns around and she kind of like opens her eyes and I was like, ah, she's going to do something crazy. <laughs> and like, that's the thing. You don't, you don't, you don't know what to expect from her. Like she's, she's sort of like, um, she's so carefree, like carefree and, and, and specifically, I don't think she really got to do very much in the first Suicide Squad, but we saw No, but she does do a lot in Birds of Prey. I don't know if you've seen exactly, that one. That's what I was going to say. She, she started to get to like, do a little bit more in Birds of Prey and this one she just I, I love the part where she like I think she comes out uh, she comes around the corner and they're like trying to climb up the rope and she's like what are you guys doing <laughs> and she, they're like we're coming in the same view and hey I can go like, back if you guys want yeah, no. yeah. she's like no damsel in distress here she gets herself out yeah no I love it she's she's chaotic in this and uh, you know oh, she plays chaotic very well I mean you know she's she's not the main character so she can do all this crazy shit and, you know, there, there, there's not, like, you know, a lot of story baggage with her. So she can do all these crazy things. And, yeah, she has some of the best moments. And that action scene, as we alluded to before, was amazing. And a, a great music, you know, music choice. The action, like, you really felt it. Like, you, like you felt the punches. You know, it was dynamic, like, uh, direction-wise. And with the flowers and, like, seeing everything through her eyes. And, like, her justifying killing people, you know, it, it's just great. And, like, you know, that scene before where he kills the guy, or where, when she kills the guy, um, it's great because it's, like, yeah, like, she's definitely an anti-hero now. But, like, you can definitely see, like, you know, she's grown, but she still isn't, like, a perfect person by any means because she's, it's, like, great. You know the red flags when it comes to future boyfriends, but she's like, but she's like, look, I I know the red flags, and so I'm gonna do the healthy thing and murder him. <laughs> uh, you know, so I that, that's wonderful, and I and I, I think it's some of the best Harley Quinn stuff we've seen we've seen on screen. Hunter, your thoughts on Harley? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? You, do you like her? Terrible. No. Uh, no, Margot Robbie's perfect as Harley Quinn. I can't, it's another thing where it's like, same with John Cena's Peacemaker, Sylvester Stallone is the, the shark. I, My I best friend, imagine, King Shark. Yes. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody else doing it, you know, so it's, it's perfect. Yeah, and she's, I hope she's like the constant, like, character in, in all these movies, like if they make another one, like, Harley Quinn should be like the only character that comes back, I think. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe my best friend. King Shark, but and if you, you want to bring back John Cena too, like, and look, you know, if you want to bring back Weasel, that's fine too. 
you know, get his moment, get it, get his moments to shine. Uh, you know, he killed twenty seven children. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like she, but not only in these Suicide Squad movies, but just like her own movies, you know, or maybe other team up movies. Like I wanted to just see more of her. That it's the only time I've wanted it, a character in these movies to like keep coming back. Because yeah. now it's like, okay, you can do interesting things with this character. Like she can grow a little more. You know, we've already started off in an interesting place. Now she she's not tied down to the Joker anymore. It's like, yeah, please get get as far away from this joker as possible let's get, let's get jared leto back baby ha, 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 ha. <laughs> hey less uh condoms and dead rats on set <laughs> from what i've heard uh, actually more rats but but they're alive yeah more rats uh and speaking of rats uh let's talk about rat catcher two Ooh. uh played wonderfully by daniela i'm gonna butcher her last name but uh but i if i could choose or or if there was a character that is the heart of the movie i think it's her i i think she has the most sincere moments of the movie she's an all-around good person i mean i guess she was in jail for something but like but like she her story is so sad and uh but also it's not like you know i had like a abusive bad father per se i mean he was a complicated man but like it was it wasn't so black and white like that so i thought that was a really touching story about like you know like i love my dad and you know he you know succumbed to his uh problems and and now i just want to make him proud uh, and, and, you know, all the stuff with the rats are adorable. Sebastian the Rat, my second best friend in the whole white world. Yeah, no, I loved, I loved her. I think she's the only one that isn't from the comics. Well, I know there is other rat catchers, so I, I don't know if, like, this specific, like, character is, like, from the comics, but I know there are, like, other, other yeah, reiterations of, of the, rat catcher. Like, sort of brought the heart out in all of them. It was, like, as soon as they, one of them was, like, pushing too far away from task or away from their, you know, their truth, I think. She kind of, like, pulled them back, which is nice. Like, she was sort of, the, like you said, the heart of it. She sort of brought them all back, which is nice. And I love the ending. When she's fighting the giant starfish yeah. man, yeah. Uh, uh, she she gets all the rats and everything, and then we, we cut back to the past where Taika Waititi, playing rat catcher number one, uh, yeah, he says something like, you know, rats are some of the loneliest creatures if they can have purpose, then so can we, you know, something like that. And, and it, I really touching moment, you know, it, it, I already great moment, but just to add that little, like, okay, let's reiterate like her relationship with her dad and everything and why, she, why rats, you know, and it's beautiful. I, I and you know, it, it, it's a, it's a great moment. And, and we care about her so much throughout the whole movie with relatively like not so much screen time, but just enough that like we care and when peacemaker is about to kill her we really like feel like no <laughs> no don't do that, <laughs> don't do that. you know and so when blood sport comes in to save her people were like applauding they're like yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i think that you know i think people including me reacted to that because we, we cared about rat, ca rat catcher number two yeah uh her and blood sport their relationship too was like really touching like the I think it was the conversation that they had on the bus 
um, was like amazing. Like it gave so much. Right, know? because not only do we find out about her life, but also his and why he hates rats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which is such an endearing thing to present, like, because they become friends, really. And, like, he can't stand rats. And, like, she, you know, I he, he sort of becomes her, like, surrogate father a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and likewise, his. Sort yeah, of I mean, he even says, like, you remind me of my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is sweet. And even, because, like, like uh, you know, his relation to rats are, like, you know, he had an abusive father who would, like, you know, put him in a box if he was acting out or whatever, a box full of rats or whatever. So, you know, uh, and, and then it, it beautifully, and let's talk about. Idris Elba, but I, I think he's wonderful. I, I think he's like an everyman type presence in this. We're like, yeah, he's a bad guy for sure. And, and we get to see that, especially in his first couple of moments with like his daughter. And, you know, he's saying like, fuck you. And, you know, and he's like, look, I don't want anything to do with you or the Suicide Squad, you know, and everything. And, but we know that there's a heart in there somewhere. And I think throughout the whole movie, we finally see that with his decision to save people to stop Starro and, you know, to open up more by getting to know all these characters. So he's like, you know, uh, Polka Dot Man, that's your mom. Uh, King Shark, that's Num Num. You know, like he 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 takes in all these, you know, uh, uh, traits that all these characters have. And he's like, okay, I remember you. Mm-hmm. You can do this. This is how you can help. And so, you know, uh, by the end, you know, we, we end the superhero movie on him like, slowly opening up more to not only people but to rats and you know it's and and it's a wonderful little moment where he's like you know petting the rat and he's slowly like more and more content with 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 that mm-hmm. yeah and there, there's the big fight scene or whatever where she's telling all the rats to go to the the starfish or whatever and she's like holding blood sport like making sure that like oh like it's okay you know as these rats are like running all over him and i thought that that was like a really great moment as well it is different than deadshot it's not just like a uh, just an assassin guy again you know he has a different energy where like he seems more like pissed about things yeah. like deadshot was just will smith i mean like you know we like will smith but you know it's basically just will smith in that movie but like Bloodsport is like, yeah, like peeved, but like he does have a little bit of good in him. And like, you know, once again, every man. And, and I think Idris Elba plays that wonderfully. And, you know, I, I, I know him from The Wire and a couple of other movies and TV shows. But like this is one of the few times like he really works in, a, in these kind of movies. Yeah, I think it's, such a good it's, like, it's like this and Cats. <laughs> this and Cats, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he, he he really sort of embodies like that morally gray kind of the kid. Napoleon of crime. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I had to. He's the Napoleon of crime. Mm. Oh my gosh! Sorry, yeah, you were saying? I'm, no, I was. He he's just. I feel like all of them hit this point at some point where you realize that they're all morally gray and they all have like a backstory and what got them there. And he's sort of going around, he's going along sort of begrudgingly kind of doing it. And he slowly but surely opens up. Like at the beginning, it's sort of like, he's like the teacher on a, uh, like the substitute teacher on a school trip or something, or he's like, Oh God, like all these kids. Hmm. Um, and then by, by, by the end of it, he becomes like a surrogate father to all of them. Kind of like he's, he's become to some extent. And that's why I think the whole, you know, fight at the end with him and, um, Peacemaker's so great because it's like they both kind of represent sort of leaders 
mm. in the group in a way. Like I think Peter Pinker think he's, thinks he's probably the leader, mm. whereas um, Bloodsport is. And so, and it's sort of like an interesting fight scene as well for that reason. But um, yeah, and he has a cool like it's once again he's not just really good at shooting. Like he can create like mm-hmm. like uh weapons out of like nanotechnology or whatever so like he has one gun and then he pulls out like this thing and he's like okay it's a bigger gun now okay let me just add this thing and you know it's like it's interesting it's like weird comic booky stuff like that yeah yeah but it works it's like i mean these crazy things that get like it's like based in reality still for some reason even though like it's like you buy it even though it's weird you buy it Exactly. Totally. And every time he started, you know, almost like a transformer, almost like putting together these like weapons. Mm. It was like, I was like, what's it going to, what's it going to look like? Yeah, right. <laughs> Waiting for it to fully come, come to fruition. It's mm. oh my gosh. Um, and so I think they did such a good job with that. And I'm really glad they didn't just like cast him as Deadshot. Like, or, like I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they didn't. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. That would have just, just felt ridiculous. wrong. Does the man have a bad performance? Is he bad at anything? No. Even in Cats, he's good. Yeah, he's very well, good. What do you mean even in Cats? Of course he's good in Cats. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Cats is the greatest movie with the greatest performances of all time. You're saying that like it's a joke, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so great performances all around. Viola Davis obviously kills it. Uh, she's scary. That's She's perfect as that. She's so fucking scary. Uh, I think that's all that needs to be said about her. She 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 plays those moments really well. And only a few, but like once she gets her comeuppance at the end, she gets hit in the head. Uh, it's great. We love to see it. The starfish? Well, yeah, what about him? What'd you think? I thought he was pretty cool. He's a, he's a good friend of mine. Better than the lady that's like... <laughs> like dancing Squidward? Dancing Squidward, uh, much better than Dancing Squidward. Uh, Starro, yeah, it's like a Justice League villain, right, Stephanie? Yeah. Um, so, I think that was pretty accurate, you know, like what he does and everything, and and yeah, it's just like it's hilarious, and it's just like yeah, this is the third act. We have to fight this big ass starfish, <laughs> and so it's it's like you know, it's it's a wonderful third act. A lot of great moments. Like third acts are usually kind of the bad part of all these movies, but not this one. No, I mean, you had Harley Quinn going through its eyeball and swimming in its like eyeball goo as the rats came in starting to, like, you can't, you can't. I mean, I mean, it's really yeah. so unique. And that's like you said, like the third act is always sort of like, okay, they're gonna fight the villain. Mm-hmm. They're gonna win and okay. But like, they just feel weird all the little, the little starfish coming out of its armpits going on. Yeah. Like, was that was so awesome. Weird. Yeah. So weird. That was so cool. Well, yeah, something about it that worked really well. It was badass. And that's my that's my number one beef with superhero movies too is that like oh the, at the end it's like all right fight just get the get get the fight over with all right I know what's gonna happen this was like really fun and yeah it was like, like keep the fight going yeah. just keep exactly. it going it was like it's so bizarre it's like these rats crawling up the starfish what the yeah. fuck yeah man. It's so good. Yeah, like like you know, it it makes you love characters like King Shark and Ratcatcher too. That's the biggest <laughs> success of the movie to me. I I loved it. So final <laughs> thoughts, final ratings, uh, for the Suicide Squad. Um, my final rating is uh, I I give it a four and a half out of five. Um, because it had pretty much everything. I wanted it was a perfect it was perfect length too like 
for, for a superhero movie was too long, was too short. Um, and it just felt very well-rounded. I laughed, I felt, you know, sad at times. Like it, it just had everything that I wanted mm -hmm. and things that I didn't even know I wanted in a yeah. superhero movie, which I mean, yeah, can't go wrong. So yeah, no. I, I yeah. Hunter. Yeah, uh, four and a half out of five, nine and a half out of 10, however you want to view it. Um, it was awesome. And also, I didn't say this. I didn't know that it was rated R uh, before oh. I watched it. So right when my head started exploding, I was like, what the fuck? This is amazing. And so it just like exceeded expectations uh, more than almost anything else has, I feel like. Maybe it was because my bar was so low, but I don't think that was it. Um, yeah, it has everything, like you said, like it has everything that you ever want and stuff that you didn't even know that you needed. Nice. And can we also uh, uh, rank King Shark? Like, is he your best friend? Is he like a good friend of yours? I think he's a pretty good friend. He's a good friend. Yeah, he's a good? good? I wouldn't o say only he's only good. Friend. Only good. I'd say maybe like Sebastian the Rat might be my best friend. Okay. Okay. Um, I see how it is. I see how it is, Hunter. Yeah. Okay. Just, just way, yeah. But but. He's a he's a good friend. All right, I just want to reiterate this before we continue. King Shark is my best friend. <laughs> I don't want this review to go out into the world and for people to not know that. He's my best friend. Uh so I love this movie. I I have a f very few issues with it. I think the middle is a bit slow. I think, like, even though the Harley Quinn stuff is great, it kind of stops the movie just a tad. I think, like, you know, maybe if we had a few more moments with, like, the main team before they rescue Harley, that would have been maybe just, like, even better. But that's, like, I'm nit I'm picking those nits. Yeah. I'm picking the nits. Yeah, dog. Uh, yeah, dog. Um, and... <laughs> yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, dog. Dog. yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. <laughs> uh, no dogs in the movie, so I got a dock at points for that. Yeah. Uh, uh, but there were plenty of rats. Uh, so, n yeah, 9 out of 10, 4.5 out of 5. Uh, it's a very special superhero movie, and I want more of it. Uh, who knows if we will, but I... You know, we, we, we got a movie like this in, a, in, in such a you know crazy culture that we live in now where there's like five superhero things a, a week it seems uh this one stands out and so and that's hard to do so i that's so major props yeah yeah thank you stephanie so much for being as usual such a great guest mm -hmm. thank you. yes yes thank you thank you <laughs> thank you guys for listening to our the suicide squad episode you can listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts uh we have a new mini series next week and it's john candy that's right john candy is our next mini series tune in as we go through the biggest and most prolific work of his career starting with stripes we have a website nyc actors talk film we have a youtube channel nyc actors talk film if you want to see video versions of our episodes and uh, all I gotta really say is, hand, hand. <laughs> Bye, folks.